Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. How awesome is this that our God, our Savior, our Redeemer, our everything, says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of hope, not of evil, and of a future in God. Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for today's service. I thank you that as I speak, that it's not me speaking, but it is you speaking through me. I declare that you would think through my mind, that you would use my lips. It would be all of you and none of me, that I would decrease so the greater one on the inside of me would increase, Father. I declare that you have free reign throughout this service to move up and down every single aisle, to touch, heal, and to deliver, Lord. We worship you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm looking forward to everything that God has in store for us this year. This is a new year, new me. Who this? The January 1st was the first blank page of a 365 book on your life. So make sure you write a good one. The old things are dead and gone and everything is brand new. These are all inspirational quotes if you guys haven't figured it out. How many of you guys have ever heard, read, or seen something like that for the new year? You guys have maybe seen them on Facebook, they're going by, your Instagram feed, these little quotes that everybody wants to put up on their bulletin board and live by. And it's awesome, we have them, they're great, it makes you feel good. But it it only goes so far. Or, you know, in in the church, we do these, uh, these things, I remember growing up, we do these things called a declaration for the year. Or a slogan for the year. And I remember as a kid, we would have them every year. We had like a, a slogan or a declaration. It had to rhyme. It rhymed with the, with the year. And I remember as a kid, I would, this is no joke, I would sit there and I would think, man, when I become a pastor, I'm going to have to come up with these and I don't know if I can do it. I don't know how they always get these slogans to rhyme with the, each year. This is hard work. Do you guys, if you grew up in church, does anybody remember these? You had the slogans like, like 2002, God was going to do it for you. 2003, you got the victory. (laughs) 2004, you kicking down the doors. (laughs) 2005, you was going to be fine. 2006, it's all going to get fixed. 2007, it's the year of open heaven. 2008 is going to be great. You guys guys remember these? Yes? Amen? 2009, you're going to be fine. 2010, you're destined to win. In 2011, you're finally going to get that open heaven that you missed in 2007. <laughs> you, guys, you guys remember all these? <laughs> but we have these New Year's resolutions in our lives. Like, like this year, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to read more books. I'm going to start eating healthy. These are good things to, to want to do. And we try to do them. And I try to do them. But halfway through the year, I've gained all the weight back and some. I read about three and a half books, and then I went back to YouTube and Netflix. I started eating healthy, but donuts are just too good. 
Anybody understand what, the, what I'm talking about? Y'all feel me? We have New Year's resolution. That's fine. And for me, if you want to do New Year's resolutions, it's totally fine. I agree with you and I am standing with you. But for me, I'm not doing it anymore because I always just fail. My, th- this year, I've adopted a blueprint for my life and ministry. The first one is to be real. Tell on yourself. Love them first and don't judge them. That's my three bullet points for life. My, my blueprint Be honest with yourself. Don't be fake. I'm tired of fake Christians. I'm tired of fake people. I've said this before. You know, we're so good at wearing a mask over our life. When we come to church, everything's good. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. How you doing? Everything's going good. God is good. But on the inside, I'm hurting. And I don't want to say that because I feel like someone's going to judge me and think wrongly of me because I have a hurt in my heart. I've said this before. I I appreciate my friends that aren't saved because they don't try to hide anything. (laughs) Only as Christians, we feel like we need to hide to make ourselves look more holy than we really are. And my my friends that aren't saved, if I ask them how they're going, like, man, I'm I'm doing, and they start using words that we wouldn't use in church. And that's totally fine. I respect them because they're being honest, at least. But when we come to church, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Are you really, though? Because it doesn't look like that on your face. Like, <laughs> looks like there's some things going on. And, and we have this, this picture of what our life is going to be like. And, and I'm going to do these different things, but just like life, it gets away in us. And it gets in the way of us living our best life. Like circumstances and situations that come up and, and they cloud our vision and they pull us away from the things that we've been trying. I've been trying to eat healthy. I try, I try, yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying to eat healthy. It's hard. It's expensive. It's so much easier to go to, to, to In-N-Out, Chick-fil-A, God's Holy Chicken. It's just easier to do it. But we try. We try these things. And we have a, 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 a picture of a road that we're traveling. And, and, and this is the, the, what we think our, our life looks like. Go ahead and put that first picture up. We're on this road. Number one picture. What's that? There it is, right there. It's coming up. <laughs> we have this this image on our in our in our in our heart and in our head, like I'm traveling this road, and this is where I'm going. Yes, there's things to the right and to the left of me, but I, if I just follow this yellow brick road, I'll make it somewhere, and I'm going to finish this race that I'm that I'm on, this this course that I'm walking down. I'm going to finish it if I can just follow this road. And this is how we see our lives. This is how we see the road that we're on. And there's something when you when you're on a road like this, like a street, you know that if a tree falls, it, it ruins everything because you're not supposed to just have a tree in the middle of the road. If a big boulder were to fall, everything stops because you don't expect something that happened like that, right? But our life is more like this, the second picture. This is more of what our life looks like. <laughs> I'm, I'm climbing this thing. It's scary. I don't even know how I got up here. <laughs> but she got a smile on her face. She about three steps away from death, but she happy. Hey, I'm doing good this year. It's the, the first week and I've already messed up. <laughs> It's the first week of the year, and I've already messed up. But in reality, this is our, this is our life. Where we're climbing this, this, this rope ladder up this mountain with so many dangers around us. 
We get caught up thinking our life is going to be something else. See, you thought your life was going to be a road. You need to realize that it's a trail. See, I, I like hiking. I don't like walking. I like hiking. You ever go walking just down the street? It's not that fun. But when you're on a hike, it's more fun. It's the same thing, just different surroundings and different circumstances. You expect a big rock to pop out when you're on a trail, not when you're on a road. I expect for there to be dirt, and I expect to get dirty. I expect there to be trees like laid out on the ground and different items in my way because I expect it because I'm on a trail. So when I'm on a road and I think that I'm only on a road when circumstances and situations come up, I don't know what to do anymore because that's not supposed to be there. You've blinded yourself or lied to yourself thinking that you're on a road. You're really on a trail in life with ups and downs and, and curves and and things in the way. and Change your perspective of what you're on. It'll make it that much easier. Because then when something comes up, you'll be expecting it. It's okay, I can move around. I can, I, I, I can, I can climb this. This is part of the journey. It's, it's the fun part of it. I, I get to adventure with God and trust in God more. Because I understand that there's an end to this path. There's an end to this journey. I'm no longer uh, messed up just because something is in my way. Because things are going to happen. You're on this journey and it doesn't look the way you thought it was going to be. Yeah, but pastor, I believe in God. I come to church. I bring my tithes and my offerings. I do all these things. I don't understand why these boulders, why these trees keep falling in my way. It's fine that you believe in God. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that demons believe in God. But they have enough understanding to tremble. And to know that God is so powerful. Sometimes it's hard for us as Christians to truly believe that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and omnipresent. And every single area of our life, not just the ones where it looks good. That he's God outside of church. Yeah. Like he's God of Monday, the same as he is on Sunday. We think that I only need to have God on Sunday. I've filled my quota. And then Monday comes around and now it's all on me. Now it's, now it's on me to figure it out. And God's saying, I'm the same God that was there with you on Sunday when you were singing to me. How great is I? I'm saying, I'm still that same God. He's going to make a way. You're awesome in this place. I'm still awesome on Monday. But sometimes we get so blinded by the things in the, the mundane life of waking up, going to work, coming home, doing it all over again that we forget that God is the same God on Sunday. As he is on Monday. See, I've searched my Bible. I really have. I've searched it. To try to find the scriptures that says that everything's going to go right. That everything's going to be easy. That everything's going to work out. That people are going to have your best interests at heart. That your family is going to have your back. I I couldn't find them. I didn't find those scriptures that says everything's going to be perfect, sunshines and rainbows, that everyone's going to be on your team. But you know what I did find? I found this one. Matthew chapter 7. Turn with me. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. says this. Let me get there. Matthew chapter 7. I think we have it up on the screen. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 says, Enter by the narrow gate, 
For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. But there are many who go by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. You know what else I found? I found Isaiah chapter 41. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says this. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says this. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love the fact that he starts off the scripture with fear not. Why? Because I be in fear sometimes. Because fear will try to hold on to you and try to, to grip your life. I don't know how these bills are going to get paid. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or do that. I don't know if I'm going to keep my job. I don't know if I'm going to... Fear will come at you from every angle. So why is God saying fear not? Because it's very important to not fear. Because he understands that fear will short-circuit the promise, the gifts that God has instructed for your life. That if I'm walking in fear, then I'm not walking in faith. And if I'm walking in fear, I can't walk in love because I'm too scared. What if someone hurts me again? He says, fear not, for I am with you. That's amazing, knowing that God is with you. You're not alone anymore. There's been times in our lives where we feel utterly alone, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm all by myself in this. He wants to make sure that you understand that you're not alone. He's with you. Do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged because of the circumstances that come around you. For I am thy God. I will strengthen. When you can't find strength, he's your strength. When you can't find a way, he's your way. When you can't find a door, he is that open door. When you can't find a way, he says, I'm your strength. You can be weak because I'm strong for you. I will help thee. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is beautiful because in scripture, whenever we see the word right hand, it's meaning the hand that created all physical and natural things. It's the hand of salvation. So what he is saying, the same power that upholds the stars is the same power that is upholding your life. Now you didn't, you didn't get happy about that. I got happy about that because I understand because I love stars, I love planets, and I know how big and vast this universe is. And that same God that holds them all up is the same God that when I fall is holding me up. That I can't mess up bigger than the universe. That I can't fall deeper than the galaxies. That that same power that holds all that up is holding up my mistake. That when I mess up, God is there. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll hold you up with my righteous hand. Uh, yesterday, we were at home, and, and Taj has a bunch of like little um, Lego men. And there's this game called Halo, and he has little Halo men. And so he was gone for a bit. It was really quiet. You know when it's quiet and you have a kid? You're like, what's going on? It's not normal. So he comes out. He's like, hey, I, I set up a battle. It's like, okay. He's like, I want you to just come and watch. 
Like, all right. So I go in the room, and all his, his dressers, his, everything's cleared out, and there's a battle between, like, the Halo men and Star Wars, all the Star Wars Legos. Like, everything's there. And he, like, sets, he's super happy about this. He set it all up. He's like, who do you think is going to win? I'm like, Star Wars. He's like, why? I'm like, because I like Star Wars. And there's more Star Wars guys than there is Halo men. I'm like, you have a Jedi in there? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, they won. He's like, it doesn't matter. They got Master Chief over here. I'm like, yeah, but he's a Jedi. And so we're having this conversation. I'm like, you don't even know. You got all these stormtroopers. They got armor. Yeah, there's Master Chief and they've got armor. Yeah, but they don't got a Jedi. And so we're literally going back and forth. And he's like, they're not going to win. I'm like, how do you know? He's like, because I'm controlling it all. I'm controlling the outcome of this fight. And I was like, that's true. You, you in control of this. And sometimes we forget that God is in control of the fight. We're, we're worried about the outcome. And God's saying, like, I'm in control. It may not look like it. Odds may be against you. There might be more of them than there are of you. But I am in control. I am in control of this outcome. In every situation, I have a plan for your life. A hope for your future. If you just walk the path that I have laid out before you, everything is going to be okay. It doesn't look, it doesn't matter how scary the road looks or how things may be just so hard, but I have a plan for your life. I started off with Jeremiah 29. I know the plan that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans of hope and plans of a future. Not of wrong, not of evil, but of hope. But sometimes it's still hard for us as Christians. It's still hard for us to understand that God is in control. And why is this? Because there's things in our life that don't feel like it's right. This is my illustration today. You know I like illustrations. This is, uh, these are ping pong balls. But each one of them represents something in our life that is just hard to deal with. Whether it's a hurt, a pain, an addiction to something that is, we've been trying to deal with for a long time. There's, there's fear, there's anxieties, there's all this stuff that's just crowded our life just being alive. This, this new year is beautiful and I'm excited for it. But it also comes with more hardships. Yes, this year is going to be a year of change and great exchange. And some of that change is not going to be easy. Some of that change is going to be really hard. There's going to be some times where I'm going to have to cut some things out of my life, and that's the hardest. There's going to be some people I'm going to have to cut out of my life. There's some some situations I'm going to have to walk away from, some relationships you're going to have to walk away from. And they could have been there for years, but they've just added more and more hurt to your life. And sometimes we feel like, I don't know how to get it out. And sometimes we try to pick them out. And it's too hard for us. But when I understand that God is my strength, and, and I'm, pouring, I'm pouring into my life, I'm praying, I'm coming to church, and it's the first week of the first year, the beginning of the year, I'm here, I made it. But the situation still looks the same. Come Monday, that hurt is still there. Come Tuesday, that, that, that fear is trying to grip your life again. 
And, but God, I, I'm praying. I really am. I'm trying, but it's still there. How many know that anything worth doing is worth doing consistently? So I don't just stop praying because it didn't work. You ever start working out? The first week, you're just in pain. No, no changes. You're like, why am I going to put myself through this pain? Because a few weeks down the road, you can be able to see your feet. You, you, your pants are going to fit better. So you keep on pouring. You keep on pouring into your life. You keep praying. And things begin to come up. And it starts to overflow. But then you're like, you know what? I, I, these, these, it's so packed in there, God. I, 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 but look, it's still, it's still there. So what happens? See, things started happening. Things started going good, so you stopped. You, you stopped the pouring process because you got a little full. You thought it was going to be okay. So now what are you? You just look warm. I can see a little bit of God. Hey, glory to God. Amen. But then I, I still got the hurt and the pains that I, I hold on to, the grudges, the, the anger towards people. They're still there, and they, they, they constantly try to push the way back down. So what do you got to do? You got you to keep, keep pouring. You don't stop. You just got to keep pouring, keep pouring, keep pouring. And it's just got to keep going. It's got to keep going. Until it's all there. And it's all out. But that's not the best part. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. Okay. See, the, the, the hurts, they're going to come back. I'm not saying just because you're fooled that the troubles go away. I'm not saying just because you're full, the heart, the hardships and the hurt doesn't try to come back. But here's what happens is when they try to come back, they can only stay on the surface and they can't stick. They, they, they can come out. It's easy to get them out because they can't penetrate because now you're reliant and you're full of God. See, I don't just stop just because it gets hard. I keep going. This year is going to be hard. There's going to be hurts. There's going to be pains. That doesn't mean stop. It means you keep pressing towards the mark. You stay on your course. You finish your race that has been set before you. God is so good. I'm here to tell you that if I could just lean on him, his right hand will hold me up. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 1. You guys okay today? I've got to understand that there's a formula to change and to grow for this year. There's a formula to it. It doesn't just happen. How many know that change doesn't just happen on its own? Like, you want things to change? Like, Pastor R says, then you have to change. And without change, then nothing's going to change. So if you want something to change, you've got to first, what? Change. All right. Genesis chapter 1. Oh, sorry. Genesis. Sorry, sorry, Genesis. Just making sure you guys are all paying attention. I'm glad you guys passed. Genesis chapter 1 is the very first book, the very first chapter, and the very third verse. Yeah, you thought I was going to say first. All right. Genesis chapter 1, 3 through 4 says this. 
Then God said, everybody say, God said. God said. Isn't it good when God says something? Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. How awesome is that, that God is in the beginning? That God is in the beginning of everything. This, this will just make everything clear. If you can't understand this part of Scripture, then you're going to have a hard time believing everything that comes after it. If you have a hard time believing that God is in the beginning. But it says God was in the beginning and said, let there be light. And there was light. And God was like, this is really good. (laughs) And it says that he divided the light from the darkness. Now, I was reading this again, and this stuck out to me. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. Now, just jump down a few more verses. It says, then God said, let there be light in the firmament, which is in in the, the vastness of space. So let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day and the night. And let there be signs and seasons, days and years. Now this was interesting to me because in verse 1, I mean chapter 1, verse 3, we see that God said let there be light. And in verse 14, we realize that the sun, the moon, and the stars come on the fourth day. So, like, just me being a normal human being with a brain, I was thinking, in verse 3, you said there was light, and it was good. But in verse 14, now there's sun, moon, and stars, and there's light in the firmament. So, what was the light in verse 3? Because I understand science, and I understand that the sun is our source of light, right? And the moon is a reflection of from the sun that gives us light at night. And there's stars that are balls of gas burning billions and billions of light years away. I know some of you thought there were fireflies caught in the sky. They're not. Lion King reference, anybody? No? Okay. Moving on. So verse 14 says that there's, there's, there's sun, the moon, and stars, and there's season, days, and years. This is, this is a, to me, this looks like a formula. Now, I need some help with this, okay? I need you guys to be seasons, okay? So when I go this, you go, seasons, okay? Let's try it out. Ready? Seasons. All right. And, and you guys are going to be days. So when I go like this. <laughs> okay, ready? Let's do it again. Days. Seasons. Okay, now when I go both, you guys go? No. no. (laughs) Seasons, days, years. All right, all right. Okay. Seasons. Seasons, days, years. Seasons, days, years. All right. You guys are good. This is fun. See, there's, there's this formula, I believe, that we find here in Scripture. See, I understand. Do you guys remember what you were? Jesus. See, I understand that our life is made up of years. Because every year we have a birthday. Every year we look forward to something. I know Taj, as soon as his birthday is over, he's like, how long to my next birthday? 
He's automatically looking, foreseeing, like next year I want to do this. He's excited about the year to come. We count years. After 35, you could probably just stop. But I know people who have been like 50 for like 20 years. They're just like, I'm 50 still. No, you're not. <laughs> Our life is made up of Come on, I can do better. Our life is made up of years. And I understand that I have, there, there's, there's power and understanding that my years are made up of days. And if I can believe God throughout the years and understand and see the beauty in my days, I'll know that God is God in every The same God is the God over the years. He's the same God when I see him moving in my days. And even when the season looks hard, he's still my God. He's God over our years, our days, and even the hard seasons of life. And I have to make a decision that no matter what the season I'm in, no matter how hard it looks, God is still God. Amen. At this time, if you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.